Hey friend, you're listening to the Battle Ain't Over podcast, a place where the saints gather to stand on truth all while waiting for Jesus. We know that this battle ain't over until the Lord decides. I'm your host, Mary, and I'm glad that you are here today. So let's get into it. Hey friends, welcome back to the podcast. Today we are going to be talking about how we fight spiritually. As promised, this is part two of spiritual warfare. If you have not listened to part one of the spiritual warfare kind of series here, go back and listen to episode six, I believe, to first lay the groundwork of the battle we are in and the enemies that we face. Today, we are talking all about the full armor of God found in Ephesians 6. And I hope today is simply just a reminder that even though we cannot see the demonic realm, we absolutely fight against an unseen realm. They really do exist, friends, and we wrestle not against flesh and blood, as the Bible tells us. So before we dive into our armor today, all I'm simply saying is we need to sober up to this truth. It's when we forget this that we are so vulnerable to Satan's attacks. In Ephesians 6, Paul is talking about our general conflict and combat with demons, which is why his logic is teaching the full armor of God. Another realization today that we need to make is that we are always being influenced. I want to look real quick at Ephesians 4 verse 26 through 27. It says, be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and give no opportunity to the devil. Okay, so before we jump into the believer's defense, which I'm just simply saying is the tools that God has given us to fight spiritually, I want to take just a moment to remember that God also has his responsibility in spiritual warfare. I think it is so important that we remember this, that God is protecting us. So I want to look at just a few verses. The first one is in 2 Thessalonians. Um, Let me find it here. 2 Thessalonians 2, 6 through 7. It says... And you know what is restraining him now, so that he may be revealed in his time. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains it will do so until he is out of the way. The first thing we have to remember about God's responsibility in spiritual warfare is that the Holy Spirit is restraining Satan right now in this dispensation, age of grace, while we're waiting for Jesus to come get us and take us home, the Holy Spirit is helping hold back the forces of evil. So do not forget that, you guys. And also think it is so, so, so important to remember that Jesus and the Holy Spirit are divinely interceding for us in this age. So let me also turn to just a couple verses. As you guys know, I always want to go to Scripture Um, to find the answers. So John 17, 15 is where we're going to look first. And this says, this is in the chapter, which is Jesus's high priestly prayer. And um, it says, I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. Jesus is praying and interceding for us right there in that verse. 
Um, let's also turn to Romans 8. Let me find it. 8.34. And that verse says, Who is to condemn? Christ Jesus is the one who died. More than that, who was raised? Who is at the right hand of God? Who indeed is interceding for us? Jesus, right now in this moment, is at the right hand of God, and he is interceding for us. And then we're going to look at the Holy Spirit. I believe this is in reference to the Holy Spirit. Romans eight thirty four. Um, Sorry, guys. That's what I just read. Okay, Romans 8. We're going to go back to verse 26 through 27. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. For we do not know what to pray as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. And then last verse here, we're going to look at Hebrews 7, verse 25. And it says, let me find it. Consequently, he is able to save to the uttermost those who draw near to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. So you guys, don't forget this picture. We do have a responsibility in spiritual warfare. We're going to go over that next. God has given us the tools to fight Satan. But God also has his responsibility. The Holy Spirit is restraining evil in this time. And Jesus and the Holy Spirit are interceding on our behalf. It is such a beautiful picture. Know and and just praise the Lord that he is all-powerful and he loves us so much. He is always protecting us. All right, so now let's look at our defensive posture. What kind of posture do we need to be taking in spiritual warfare? The first few things I want to talk about before we get to the armor of God is the first one, and it's avoid catering to the flesh. You know, anytime um, our sin nature opens up um, or we cater to the flesh, I I should say, our sin nature opens up the doorway to demonic oppression. So we want to do everything we can to simply avoid catering to the flesh. You know, the Bible talks about denying yourself, submitting yourself to Christ, yielding to the Holy Spirit. All of that is going to help us avoid catering to the flesh. But also in Ephesians 4, 26 through 27, we read this just a minute ago. But again, be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and give no opportunity to the devil. So this verse should tell us that we have the ability to close off the option of giving Satan an opportunity. So we want to first avoid catering to the flesh. Then we want to resist the devil. And there are several verses. I'm going to look here at a few of them. Let's go to James. Let me again find it. James chapter 4 verse 7 says, submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you in verse 8. Then in 1 Peter, let's look there real fast, 1 Peter 
chapter 5. 1 Peter 5, 8 through 9. What does that say? It says, be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Verse number 9. Resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. Um, and then the last thing to think about again Avoid catering to the flesh, resist the devil. And then the third one, we want to simply just rely on the Spirit. So one verse to help with that is 1 John. <laughs> you guys, all these little books in the very back, you know they stick together. I know I'm not the only one that has that issue. Okay, 1 John 4. Verse 4, little children, you are from God and have overcome them. For he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. So we need to rely on the Spirit, understanding that he is greater than Satan in this world. All right, are you ready for the full armor of God? We're going to walk through each piece of the armor of God next. Okay, so now let's talk about the full armor of God. You guys, you will find, I'm sure you are familiar, but if you are not, you will find the full armor of God in Scripture in the book of Ephesians, and it's chapter 6, and it lays out the entire armor um, starting in verse 10 all the way through 17. Let me read this to you really quickly. It says, Finally, Be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. Stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one, and take the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. All right, let's get into it. Okay, so now we're going to walk through each piece of our armor. There are six pieces that those scriptures we just read references. We're going to start breaking them down, and I'm going to try to do this as simply as possible just from my teaching that I have learned um, from smarter men than me and what the Holy Spirit has shown me as I have read this. So I hope breaking these down just gives you a little bit more insight um, or is just simply a reminder and encouragement for those who already know this. Um, but what do these pieces mean and how do they all fit together? So the first piece of our armor is called the belt of truth. Truth in this verse refers to the word of God as being our objective truth. That simply means that it is our authority. It is the foundation of our dis- the foundation of our defense is standing firm in the truth of God's word. Jesus himself stressed the necessity of scripture for sanctification. You'll see in John 8, 32, Jesus says, And you will know the truth, 
and the truth will set you free. All right, so that's the belt of truth. It is truly foundational. We have to have the word of God. Um, Number two is the breastplate of righteousness. The breastplate is something that protects our heart. Um, Proverbs 4.23 warns us to watch over your heart with all diligence, for from it flows the springs of life. And one thing that Satan loves to target is our heart and our emotions. He loves to cause the Christian to doubt his or her salvation or accuse the Christian because of sin. You know, the Bible calls him the accuser of the brethren. But we must understand that our righteousness comes from Christ and our standing in position with him. So put on the breastplate of Christ righteousness. All right, and then number three, our sandals of peace. You know, spiritual shoes are worn by Christians, and they give them both a sure-footed stance against the devil and protection. The shoes are described as the preparation of the gospel of peace, and that literally means readiness. When we trust Christ as Savior, we are justified by faith, resulting in peace with God. We have been transferred permanently to the kingdom of his son. We are now on his side against the rebellion of Satan. And this is our position in Christ. And with that position, we are able to resist the devil. So whenever we are tempted to doubt or sin because of our position with Christ, we can now stand firm, firmly grounded in our immovable relationship with God. All right, so now we're on to number four, the shield of faith. To exhibit faith means to trust God. When we look at Hebrews chapter 11, this whole chapter is dedicated to um, faith. But in verse six, it says, And without faith, it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. Only by believing God can we avoid the traps that Satan sets for us. And one of the major weapons that Satan uses against us is to get us to distrust God's word. You guys have probably experienced that, and you're probably clearly seeing that play out in the world today. Satan does everything possible to get us to not trust what God has said in his word. And faith means that God's word is more real to us than our feelings or even our experiences. God's word is sufficient to handle all things that Satan throws at us. We have, you know, no need to rebuke or bind Satan or, you know, do an exorcism to get Satan out. All we have to do is trust God's word in faith. Number five is the helmet of salvation. What protects the Christian is their salvation. And this is the phase of our salvation called sanctification. So there's three different phases of salvation. The first one is justification. That's the moment we become born again and sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. The second phase of salvation is our sanctification. That's working out our salvation until the third phase or phase arrives, which is our glorification. And that will take place at the moment of the rapture when we get our glorified bodies and sin is done away with in our life for good. 
But this phase of salvation that it's talking about is our sanctification, and that's the application of God's word to our present life on earth. Let me turn to Philippians 2. Should have had this one pulled up as well. This is another reason why I need to memorize more scripture. Then I could just tell you. Okay. It says, Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, so now, not only as in my presence, but much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. So put on the helmet of salvation by letting the principles of God's word renew and transform our minds. This is our sanctification process. And then lastly, number six is the sword of the spirit. This is literally the word of God. So it's our Bibles. We need to know our Bibles. And swords, you know, they're used for close combat and used very precisely. Um, The sword of the spirit is our defensive weapon. But this is not so much the word of God just generally. This is specific scripture that is used correctly to combat to com- sorry to combat Satan's attacks in a very specific way. So this right here should challenge us to know scripture. I just said a second ago, I need to memorize scripture more. And I do, and this is why. We must know scripture to use it in any situation and to use it correctly. So anytime any type of thought comes in, you know, the Bible tells us to take every thought captive to the word of God thought comes in, we need to grab it and speak truth to it and toss it aside if it is a lie from the devil. So in summary, we need to submit ourselves to God as we resist the devil with an attitude of humility and submission to God. We are promised you guys that God will take care of the battle for us and Satan will flee. So when we are under attack by Satan, we must, here's the big part, rest in our position in Christ, trust his word, and submit to God. This is God's promise. Satan and his demons will flee. Every single trick that Satan uses can be handled simply by trusting God. All right, friends, so we walked through all of the pieces of our armor. We talked about our position, um, our posture, I mean, that we need to have when it comes to spiritual warfare. And I hope that today's episode just simply reminds you or encourages you that, like I just said, we need to rest in Christ and know that the battle is the Lord's. Um, You know, so much in the spiritual warfare um, community or, um, teachings you're going to find out there today is a lot of hype, a lot of noise, and a lot of it truthfully is just not scriptural. And it is easy to get sucked into that community and believe that you need to be doing, doing, doing more and more and more. And what the Bible is telling us is that we need to rest, submit, 
and watch the Lord go to battle for us. So I hope this just encourages you and encourages your heart and you walk into this next week a little bit more settled. Um, Trusting the word of God is efficient for everything, every need in your life and everything that the devil throws at you. The word of God is sufficient to take care of. So get in your Bibles, know the word of God, study it like I just said, and I'm going to challenge myself as well, memorize scripture so that we know it and we can apply it correctly. And um, I just, I really hope this helps you guys. And so until next time, friends, stay strong.